Got a, I've got a couple of questions over the, the week. Uh, it's, uh, they're mainly about the book of Revelation, well, all about the book of Revelation, really, and uh, we kind of finished the series two weeks ago, but here are a few more questions to, to bring us home on this series. The first is this. Why are the people in Revelation 2013 judged according to their deeds and not their faith? Well, you know, as we, uh, we read this in the, all the way in the Bible, we, we say it also in the creeds that Jesus will come to judge the living and the dead. There'll be a time when all will rise, whether they've died a thousand years ago or if Jesus doesn't come for a while, maybe in a thousand years' time, whenever it is, all will rise and be judged. And the question is asked here, why is it that it's their deeds judged and not their faith? Well, the point is that ultimately all of us are judged on our deeds. Well, we're judged on, to be more precise, we're all judged on deeds. Now, the question is, are you judged on your deeds or are you judged on Jesus' deeds? So the default is that everybody will be judged on their own deeds, how they've performed in keeping God number one in every single way. The reality is that there is only one person who has ever actually done that, and that is Jesus. So you can either choose to be judged on your own deeds or on Jesus' deeds. Now, I know that my name is written in the book of life, and so that when it comes to Judgment Day, it'll be like, oh, don't look at Jody's deeds, look at Jesus' deeds. And the same is true for you if you have trusted in Jesus as well. So at the end of the day, it is all about deeds, But are they your deeds or are they Jesus' deeds that will determine your future? Question two, will the new Jerusalem of Revelation 21 be part of the new heaven or the new earth? Well, the expression the new heavens and the new earth is is a way to describe the complete newness that comes from the earth to the sky. It covers absolutely everything. There's a, an expression in the Bible that talks about from the heavens to the earth. It's kind of from the skies to the ground. And all things in that way are new. And the new Jerusalem has come down from heaven into this new heaven and new earth. And so we read in Revelation 21, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared. And the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. So the new Jerusalem will indeed be part of the new heavens and earth. Question three. If all people are going to heaven or hell, then what is the place of the new heaven and earth? Well, Firstly, the the Bible talks a little bit about what happens between now and Jesus' return. And uh, we have this situation where if you are a person who has been an enemy of God all your life and you die, then you will go now to be in the place of the dead. The Bible often talks about it as being Hades. And right now, those who have rejected Jesus are there right now. They're in Hades. They're waiting for the final judgment. Likewise, those who have followed Jesus all their life, or at, the, at least at the very end of their life, and have realised that he is the one that must be number one, then they will be with Jesus in paradise right now. And that is the case, for example, the thief on the cross. He turned to Jesus and he said, remember me. And Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. So whether a person is in paradise, in heaven, or right now if they are down in Hades, the place of the dead, 
they're kind of getting a foretaste of what it is that's going to be happening. And then finally in the future, whenever it is, there'll be judgment day when Jesus comes to judge the living and the dead and all will rise and stand before him. So with all of that, how does this bit fit in about what's the place of the new heaven and earth? Well, we read that there is going to be a new creation that we will all celebrate and it will be in this place where we will be able to be enjoying the full newness of this creation. And, uh, and, and that is what we have to look forward to, as uh, that is the place of the new heaven and earth. It's, it's when we will experience all the things there that are described so beautifully in chapter 21 and 22 of Revelation. Second last question. Will the new Jerusalem literally have abundant precious stones or is that figurative language? So you've got the words literal and figurative. Uh, That's a bit of the clue to the way to answer this question. The whole of the book of Revelation, you'll remember, is a big long vision. John the Apostle is stuck on an island in a cave. There's horrible persecution happening to God's people. And the Spirit says, write this down, John. I'm going to give you a vision that will blow your mind. And he writes it down. There's 22 chapters. And then he posts it on the internet. Well, however they did it 2,000 years ago. It's in the Bible. And he describes what he saw at that point. And to help describe those things, uh, to, to put it into language that we can get our heads around, We have this apocalyptic language, which uses figurative things, numbers and beasts and all sorts of stuff. And we've got in the last chapter or two, a whole lot of description about the beauty of the New Jerusalem, the beautiful, precious stones, a gate that is made out of one single pearl that's massively big. So the question here is, is that literally, if you have a camera and you fast forward to whenever we see the new Jerusalem, will it look exactly as described there? Well, I think the answer is we don't know. What we do know is that what is described there in this book of Revelation by the Holy Spirit to the Apostle John and stuck in the Bible for us there is totally true. All the information that it is communicating to us is all that we need to know so we can stand back and go, whoa. And then when we finally get to experience the new heavens and the new earth, we will not be disappointed. We'll go, wow, it's, it's every bit of as mind-blowing as we saw in the book of Revelation and quite possibly a whole lot more. So look forward to that. And finally, related to this, why is there a need for leaves of healing if there isn't pain in heaven? <laughs> it's a good point, isn't it? Because we read that there's the tree of, trees of life on either side of the river of life and, and they've got trees of healing with leaves that bring healing to the nations. And they, what do you need them for if you're in the new heavens and earth? Uh, kind of good point. But they are there to, to show, I think, that, that um, well, firstly, it's, it, it shows us that we need to, to recognise the chronology, the timeline of, of Revelation is, is sort of a picture kind of chronology. But the point is that, that we have there this picture of leaves that are, are kind of like the antidote to all of the pain of life. And they are there in overabundance and because there is none. There is no more sadness, tears, dying and no more pain. And that is what we look forward to more than anything. Thanks for listening to Jamaloo and the Lane Trip.